Hey y'all, I'm Simone Rose and you're listening to the Notebooks and Coffee podcast where we talk about real life and your mental health. So grab your cups and let's talk about it. So real quick, I always give my disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist. However, I'm sharing my journey with mental health with you all in hopes that I encourage just one person to share theirs. That being said, let's get into it. Today's episode is about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. A lot of people have dealt with some form of PTSD in their lives. A lot of people do not like to acknowledge the fact that they are living with PTSD. So I'm going to talk about where my mental health or well-being took a hit 18 years ago. July 14, 2002, I was 14 years old. And without going into great detail, I was sexually assaulted and I held it in for two weeks. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't talk to my mom. I didn't talk to the girl that was with me when it happened. And I say when it happened because I later later on found out down the road that it was was a setup. Um, But I didn't talk about it to anybody until two, two or three weeks later because we were starting school and I had one of my friends at the time we were sitting in homeroom I believe and they were doing they were doing a fire drill and I remember looking over at her and she was my complexion um a darker skinned female and she looked really really pale and I was talking to her and I was like well what's wrong like you don't look like yourself What's up? And she told me that she had had a similar encounter. And I then told her I had gone through the same thing a couple weeks ago. And I just didn't say anything to anybody. Um, Out of fear of how I would be looked at. And back then, I say back then like I'm like old as dirt, but I was 14. Um... Back then, the question that people asked, and I hear it sometimes today, and it it really, really pisses me off. When a woman says she's been sexually assaulted or she's been raped, the first question out of your mouth should not be, well, what did you have on? And I remember that being one of the questions that I was asked off the break. Um, so she and I were talking about it and I can't remember if we had gotten outside during the fire drill somehow or another, both of us ended up in the guidance counselor's office. Our guidance counselor at the time was Mr. Mr. Clyborne and she told her story. I told my story. And I told my story like thinking, okay, now I got it out. 
I'm done dealing with it. Wrong. Mr. Claiborne called my mama. My mama came and got me from the school, and I ended up going to my sister and my brother-in-law's apartment at the time, where I met the officers who, you know, asked all these million-to-one questions, and I answered them, boom, I'm done, right? Wrong. I'm in ninth grade. There's a 12th grader that looks exactly like the guy who assaulted me. It's not the guy, but it looks just like him. And it freaked me out because every time I walked past him, I had a panic attack. He would walk by me, I would hyperventilate, or I would see him coming and I would turn the other way. Like I could not be around this person. And I knew it wasn't him. But because he looked like him, it freaked me out. And it kind of played with my head my entire ninth grade year. Tenth grade, I was fine because he was gone. But my ninth grade year, every time I saw this one guy, I freaked out. It was bad. Um, And then slowly but surely, I started to mask whatever it was I was feeling unintentionally because I was raised by such a strong woman. I watched her go through tough situations and regardless of what the situation was, she showed no emotion at all. So I learned how to do that. It's a very, very bad habit that I picked up. But I'm learning to break my bad habits slowly. I also picked up what I like to call, I don't know if this is a real thing, but I like to call it the Y syndrome. And I call it the Y syndrome because I question everything that happens in my life because of that day. Because after that day, I found myself asking, why me? What did I do to deserve that? Why did you look at me and decide, I'm going to pick her? Like, what what made you choose me? Why? I had on a white t-shirt and some gray sweatpants. And I think I had on kids, because kids were a thing back then. But... Why? Until this day, I'm 32 now. This happened when I was 14. To this day, I question everything that happens. If it's good, I question it. Indifferent, I question it. Bad, oh, you best believe I'm questioning everything. And I never felt like I needed explanations for it anything until that day. From that day forward, and here we are 18 years later, I'm still dealing with that trauma. And because of that, everything that happens, I need an explanation. And I know it 
bothers my friends to a certain extent because I ask a million and one questions. If you tell me something and in my mind it don't make sense, you explain it. Make it make sense. Because I, I, I need that explanation. And again, it's nothing that they did. But I haven't fully let go of that trauma from 14, 18 years ago. I'm sorry. And I've always known I've had this why syndrome, but I've never talked about it. I've never actually owned it or accepted that this is why. I've always said it's just who I am. When people say, you ask a lot of questions or why do you need to know everything? I would literally respond. It's who I am. I've always asked a lot of questions. I never went into great detail as to why I asked as many questions as I did or as I still do. And it wasn't until recently, like, it hit me like, ooh, sis, you may be dealing with some some PTSD issues. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just learning how to deal with it. And because I've never really talked about it, and it's the main reason I've never talked about it is because I honestly didn't feel like anybody would care. And that is a terrible feeling to feel when you're dealing with any type of trauma. Is that nobody's going to care. So it's no point of you expressing what it is you're dealing with. Everyone that I know has dealt with PTSD in some way, shape, or form. We have triggers that ignite a certain flame that starts to affect your mental health. And in those moments, you don't necessarily feel protected. You don't feel secure. You become unaware of the person you've become because you revert back to who you were in that particular moment. You find yourself becoming angry. And not only angry, you become fearful of that anger that you're holding on to the minute you're triggered because you've never truly dealt with that trauma. You've basically cut off the part of your life where that trauma lives until you're triggered and then you're forced to deal with it. And a lot of times we run from it. I ran for the longest. It wasn't up until recently that I stopped running from it and decided to own my shit like, hey, you got to fix this. Because if you don't fix it, 
you can't heal from it. So in fixing it, you have to you have to learn how to face things head on. You can't learn to live without that particular fear until you grab a hold of it. And a lot of times in dealing with PTSD, because we haven't learned how to face that trauma, whenever we're triggered and something makes us think back to that day or makes us think back to that hurt, we blame everybody else but ourselves. And it's natural to blame someone else for your hurt. Because you don't want to accept the fact that you're hurting yourself by holding on to that trauma. But in blaming someone else for how you handle the way you're triggered, it doesn't help heal you at all. It actually slows down your process because you don't own your feelings. You don't accept that this happened, so now I feel this way. And instead of saying, okay, we're here, let's deal with it, the easiest thing to do is blame somebody else. And the reality of it is we got to stop blaming everybody else for our past traumas and stop blaming everybody else for our triggers. Because the person that you're talking to, friend, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, mom, dad, they may or may not be the person that's responsible for that trauma. And if they're not responsible for that trauma, how can they be responsible for the triggers? You got to think about that and ask yourself. And I'm not perfect at this. I literally just asked myself this a couple days ago. And it started to work a little bit. So I'm going to just roll with it. But if you aren't the person responsible For my trauma, I can't blame you for triggering me. The only thing I can do is talk to you about why I feel the way that I feel. Because people hear the word trigger and automatically react. That trigger is a reaction word. For whatever reason, people hear the word trigger and feel like that's the green light to show your ass because you've been triggered and that is not how it works. And it took me a long time to realize that is not how triggers work. In my opinion, my opinion alone, triggers are made to hold you back. 
if you don't deal with them correctly. A trigger will hold you back because instead of moving forward, moving past that issue, you revert back to where you came from. And that can be a very dark place. A very dark place. But why go back to a dark place when you don't really have to? If you can learn how to deal with your triggers. Learn how to express yourself. Whether it's through writing. Whether it's through singing. Rapping. Basketball. Going to the gym. You got to learn how to... Move past your triggers. Work through them. In order to successfully live with PTSD. And I say successfully live with PTSD. Because in all honesty, you never truly get over certain things, whether it's being raped, whether it's being molested, whether it is seeing someone you love die, whether it is, you know, being a a military vet and seeing God knows whatever military, the military folks see overseas and on deployment, that's 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 a whole nother level of PTSD that I'm not trying to I'm not trying to ever experience. Um but in most cases you don't get over those traumas. You learn how to deal with them. And the sooner you learn to deal with them and fully understand We can't change our past. I can't go back and change the fact that this person decided that I was going to be the victim for that day. And the longer I hold on to being a victim, the longer it takes me to heal. And this is something I had to learn. Me not being able to change my past doesn't affect my future. I can control my future or at least get a grip on it. You never know what's going to happen today or tomorrow. But if I have a grip on my future and I'm slowly letting go or slowly learning how to handle those past traumas my mental health is now on a I guess you could say a different different path Hmm, yeah you could say a different path Mentally I'm, mentally, I'm in a different space. I'll say that because that sounds better. Mentally, I'm in a different space than what I was before. 
but it takes time. It's not something that's overnight. It's not something that you can snap your fingers and, hey, it's gone now. It don't work like that. And I know often we want microwave results. I think they call it micro microwave results now. You just like pop stuff in the microwave and 30 seconds later it's done. No. PTSD takes a lot of time. A lot of time. And it takes a lot of healing. But the first step to healing is owning your life like you have to take your life back from that moment regardless of what the moment is if you don't take your life back from that moment you will be stuck running in circles trying to figure out why you will literally ask yourself why all the time I know this because I do it, and I'm learning to deal with it now. And this topic is something that I never thought that I would put out for everyone to hear. But it feels good being able to release this. Because people don't talk about these types of things. It's not often that we talk about, you know, being raped, being molested. Men or women. And men hide it more so than the women do. Because they they get talked about and dogged the minute that they mention I was molested or I was raped. That's a whole nother ballgame. And that's something that I don't understand because I am not a man. However, I do know that it, that's a hard, hard subject for both men and women. But men, if you are, if you are a male and you're listening to this particular episode... I will say to you that you are not alone. Um, If you have not talked to somebody, talk to somebody. See a therapist. Go to the police if you haven't. Find an outlet. Because holding on to any type of trauma... It is not good for your mental health. And in order to move forward and to grow and to not be bitter and to not be angry and to not be hurt and to not be triggered by everything. Because dealing with any type of trauma, the slightest thing can trigger you. You got to get help. You got to first accept that this, this should happen to me. It happened. What now? 
Once you accept that it happened, then you can figure out what now. If you do not accept that it happened and you brush it under the rug and you mask it because somebody said be strong, so now you're being strong, you will eventually break. And I've broken quite a few times. And I had to say, enough is enough. So deal with it head on. Take control of your future. Until next time, I'm out.